0: This episode is brought to you by RCAT. You've heard us talk about RCAT in our podcast by now, and hopefully, you've had time to visit their site. This is a great tool for you from small architecture firms to government agencies. Everyone can benefit from what they've created. The content libraries in RCAT are huge and full of free content CAD, BIM, specifications, and more. Why is this important to you? Because RCAT has done all the work for you. Need a spec? It's in the CSI three-part master format and available in multiple file formats, and this is just one example. Arcat has tons of building product content ready for you to use. It's all free, and you don't have to register to download content. If you use other sites like we have, you must register to get content. Why bother with that? Go to this episode's sponsor, Arcat, and visit them at arcat.com.
1: And this episode is also sponsored by AIA Advantage Partner, BQE Software, who are the makers of ArchiOffice. ArchiOffice is the only office and project management software designed specifically for architects. It will help you manage people and projects while you focus on designing great architecture. Whether you are working remotely or on-site, ArchiOffice allows you to monitor the status of your projects and tasks and send out invoices in an accurate and timely manner. Our podcast listeners can get a fully functional 15-day trial of ArchiOffice at the website bqe.com slash ArchiSpeak. That's a special link, so it's bqe.com slash ArchiSpeak. And thanks to BQE Software for sponsoring ArchiSpeak.
2: And we are very proud to announce we have a new sponsor for this show, and that is HMC Architects. And with HMC, they wanted to do something a little bit different, and so let's hear what they've got to say.
3: When creating a high school for a new neighborhood in one of the fastest-growing districts in California, you want it to be a reflection of what's happening in that city. Hi, this is Kevin Wilkeson. I'm a K-12 architect at HMC Architects in Ontario, California, studio adaptable and open spaces, student and teacher collaboration zones, video production studio and acoustically designed music rooms. Our design for Portola High School in Irvine is modern learning for a modern city. The student center features movable chairs and sofas and a library with dedicated quiet rooms, giving it the look and feel of a college campus or Silicon Valley office. We place design and innovation labs in the heart of campus to spark interest and ideas designed a 700-seat theater, black box, and dance studio to support music and dance programs. More than a school, it's a place where kids are exposed to disciplines they may have never considered, a place to collaborate, to create something amazing, and to leave their mark on the world. At HMC Architects, we believe a successful design is one that ultimately enriches the lives of students, teachers, and communities. To become a part of our story, visit hmcarchitects.com.
2: Welcome to Archispeak, the podcast that talks about what it's like to work in the profession
1: of architecture. Welcome to episode 111 of the Archispeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan.
2: I'm Evan Troxell. And I'm Cormac
1: Phelan. And to start off, first up, we have a very special friend of the show to announce. And Evan, who would that be?
2: We do indeed have a very special friend of the show to announce, and that is Steve Hall. Uh, you can find Steve over at SteveHallArchitecture.com. And the reason that Steve is so special is because, uh, well, we took down the friend of the show link on our website, and he still found it. <laughs> and uh, he he donated. He's with the CIA. Uh, this is somehow he, he p- actually pays attention to the numbers in the beginning of our episode. This is episode 111. And he donated 111 dollars, and uh, he just wrote us a really nice note. And so uh, we wanted to thank Steve. He said that uh, he thinks that this is the best podcast in the land, as far as he's concerned. And in the, the reason, land, it's like having a conversation with myself. He says, which oh, that's really which sad. <laughs> what, what podcast cannot be the best in the land if it's like you're talking with yourself? So you guys could talk about door hardware for an hour and I'd listen twice. Uh, so Steve, you have very low expectations of a podcast. We, we really appreciate it. And so, uh, we, 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 love the note. Um, we, we're super excited that we get to be the people in your headphones while you're exercising. Uh, and so your contribution definitely helps keep us going. So thank you. Thank you so much we really yeah, appreciate and, it. And
1: Steve, we're we're really looking forward to that episode 1000 donation.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> and so we're going to go we're going to get right into the show and we're going to start talking about lock hardware.
1: That's right. <laughs> this is all this episode of, this is brought
0: to you by Steve
1: Stanley. Hall. <laughs> no, no, it's all about Steve Hall, right? Uh, door <laughs> hardware, this whole episode, door hardware.
2: Anyway, thanks Steve. And for all of you other podcast listeners out there, uh Go ahead and try to find the donate button yourself. So that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I've been feeling like super overwhelmed. And one thing that um, I don't know if it's just the time of year, it, this is definitely something that's going around. I read on a friend of the show, Laura Teagarden's blog about uh, she wrote a, a post called a lesson in burnout. And so she's been super busy too. And, and I just think that um, I don't know, I've got so much stuff going on. I'm sure you guys probably feel similarly, but maybe we could give people kind of a <laughs> a glimpse of, it's it's not just the life of an architect, but it's like, just what is real life in architecture like? And I think a lot of our listeners can commiserate with us on this episode and, and probably um, just nod their heads along with this one. But I wanted to talk a little bit about all the stuff that's going on and and just, it was, it was pretty interesting how just the other day I just really felt it and I don't always feel it, but it was just one of those things. And I think it's just because the culmination of a couple of big projects and not even architectural projects, but you know, teaching my class that I've been teaching and and doing all the grading. Um, I had 90 students and I had to grade all these written finals uh, because I, I did not figure out how to use a scan draw machine in time which is stupid. (laughs) You paid (laughs) uh, for it, didn't you? Maybe next time. Uh, And, uh, and then we, we had a a tech conference that we just ran this week at in our office, which was a huge planning effort. I'm one of the leaders of that team. So we, we've been planning for the last few months and that, that came up. So I thought uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about that. And, and just what's generally going on in the day to day life of of everybody here around the the microphones, but um I'll just jump off first with with uh grading, and the only reason I really want to bring it up is because uh, I just wanted you guys to hear and i'm I'm obviously not gonna name any names here, but there is some there is some craziness out there i I got emails after my grades were all done. Asking why their uh, late work had not been
0: graded. And um, could it have <laughs> been because it was late? late? <laughs> I'm like, just any, guessing. I'm throwing that any, out there. Spit-mall anything would help. A guess.
2: Any, yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? Really? Is this what it's like? I, I don't know. It, it, one thing that always kind of boggles the mind about some student work is how. The last moment is when they start inquiring about what more can they do. And the funny thing is, like, you never had to do more. You you just had to show up and do the things.
0: Let's during, parallel. What? Well, let's
2: parallel that to practice. Well, and that's what I do. I think that's how I think about it, actually, because and maybe this is where you're going, maybe not. But I think we live in deadlines, Right. That's all we. That's all we have, yeah. and and so, if you're late in the profession, like there, there's nothing that can be done. I mean, you you can beg and plead and, and maybe turn in something late, and maybe the yeah, the world isn't going to end. But at the same time, like, that's the main thing that well, you have to learn to deal with.
0: I could have gone that direction in what I was thinking, but I was also thinking, as you were talking about it, that. You always know when you're getting closer to a deadline because that's usually when your consultants are calling up or emailing you questions about, you know, are you sure that, you know, can can we put a chase here or can we do that there or, you know... I need the roof to be thicker. I need yeah. the office to be thicker. I need the ceiling to be lower.
2: And all
1: the <laughs> yeah. while, you're trying to get your stuff done. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: It's like You do know that it's two weeks from our 100% CD, yeah,
2: yeah, totally,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, and you're I basically SD questions.
2: <laughs> I I got the same. I had the. It's the same story. You know, it's slightly slightly uh, from a different perspective. But uh, I just one of the cool things that did happen was after one of the finals, uh, and and I talked a little bit about this on a previous episode. Was that this is an emerging technology class? So we it, we talked about all of the different things that are going on in the profession that are high tech things, and one of the students, after the final, he, he left, and, and then he came back like five or ten minutes later. And he said, uh, I, just, I just want you to know that well what I don't want you to think is that my, my participation in this class has anything to do with my enthusiasm for it. <laughs> That's how he started off. <laughs> so I thought, oh, okay, you must, <laughs> really? not, be doing, must not have done too well. Uh, but, but what he followed up with is he actually said, this is the best class I've ever taken. Oh. And I was kind of blown away by that, right? Because I Mr. Oh, so Troxell
0: just gave you a plus. <laughs> So, <laughs>
2: so I said, so what? What, do, what does that mean? Why, why? You know? And he said, um, well, he said two weeks ago I built my first three D printer, and I've been Same printing old. on that. And yeah, right. So he bought bought a kit, put it together, uh, started using it for a studio. But the cooler thing that I thought was really neat was when he he said that uh, after one of the presentations, which was by uh, a friend of mine who is does civil engineering and he does this really cool – he flies drones and they do um, aerial surveys basically where they build a 3D model of your site based on all these photos they take with the drone. It's called photogrammetry and it's yeah. really cool stuff. And uh, he was totally inspired by this lecture. So he sends an email to DJI, who is a huge drone company and says i'm a thesis student in architecture i want to use your drone to to survey my site and he said they fedexed me a drone he said get they out. expedited it that's so, awesome so so then he says so i he, after that he goes it's in my backpack right now i'm going to go <laughs> he goes i'm going to go get some flight time in and he gets, and he said i've already started um working on my pilot's license so I just thought that was really, really cool to hear, uh, and I, I a few other emails and comments from students with with similar feelings and and thoughts. And so I just thought uh, that was really rewarding, and it was also something that made me kind of think about why I guess or how I designed the course. And it was just based on what would I want to hear, uh, you know, the students' point of view as far as digital tools and stuff is fairly limited, you know they. They use what their professors ask them to use, or maybe they have a little bit of time to get on YouTube and try to learn a different tool, but they don't get a broad exposure to what's going on. And I've been fortunate enough to attend some really interesting tech conferences and then run my own tech conferences within our company and and get all of the fantastic people within our company who have all these different niche um, passions in tech come together and share that stuff. And so I've been able to pass that along to the students and I felt like it was pretty successful. Uh, So uh, I have enough contacts in the industry to have some really amazing guest speakers come in. uh, And I talked a little bit about that before in the previous episode, but, but so, so I have some lame students and I got some really great students and uh, you know, as it goes, but I I thought that that really was kind of icing on the cake there.
1: Bravo. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) So curious about the lame students.
1: Tell us more. I'm
0: just curious to like, you know, what were some of the excuses or what was some of the
1: like, you know. Oh, I bet we know. Well, I bet we know some of those excuses, Cormac, because we've used them ourselves. (laughs) 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 We
0: recognize them. But before you go into that, can I, can I, so I started daydreaming while you started talking about the drone and all that other stuff
2: daydreaming or sleeping <laughs> nodding off
0: no 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 i mean sure it's late but um no daydreaming okay. i was thinking and i started just kind of remembering back to the last time i was face to face with a drone i shot it down. <laughs> 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 oh yes good times good memories good times. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's hilarious. it uh it was on Different the, kind uh, of drone. I hope you don't have any sort the, of flashbacks. It was on the receiving end, flying of, around. It was on the receiving end of a Stinger missile. <laughs> oh God!
2: I could have you come teach a class, yeah, lecture about <laughs> advanced <laughs>
0: technologies. <laughs> it would be Jet <laughs> propulsion. If you're sitting there and you're just like, and so we're gonna fly this drone around, and then seconds later it gets shot down. It's just like, but what we're really going to teach is. <laughs> I'd have the out of shoot, and then I come out. Then I come out of the trees with you know, <laughs> camo on your face, war <laughs> paint. It's happened. Yeah, there were no <laughs> so, trees. There, there, was there was no trees like, where you me. were at, though. No, there were no trees. <laughs> Just sand and lots sand of
1: sand
2: and heat. So, so yeah, the the excuses were um, well, not so much excuses beyond. I get it. This is totally my fault, but. Uh, it was a, I I collected everything digitally and part of the course was creating posts and then commenting on other people's posts, creating a discourse. Right. And, and that was, that's a integral piece of this course. And people who did not do the commenting on their peers work Mm. came back after I had done my grading and started adding comments in because they realized that they did not do that. And at, at which point, right, it completely defeats the purpose of having the discourse because no one who did the work is going to go back and read the comments of the people who did not do the work. So that was probably the 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 majority of the, the issues was just – people just didn't have time or didn't take the time to do it.
0: Did you explain as part of emerging technologies that there's software out there for time management <laughs> and reminders?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. We actually had a whole lecture on uh, information management. So,
0: you know, because yes. you could set reminders, make comment on other students' work. Yeah, Mr. Troxel's serious. <laughs> it is part of our grade. Yeah.
2: So there you go. So uh, one of the other cool things that I did at the end of the quarter was I sat in on a jury of two, which was me and the, the other professor who... Taught a film and urbanism class, which was pretty cool because as a as an architecture class, I mean it's pretty different. It's a it's a eye opening for the students to work within the bounds of a a different industry, right? So they've got motion graphics and filming and sound recording and storyboarding and editing and all this stuff that they had to put together for these basically you know ninety ish second films and. It was it was really cool to see the final outcome. I didn't I wasn't there for the midterm, but um, from what was being said in the course or in the in the final, there was a a lot of progress had been made. And if anybody here has made a, a film before, I mean it's it's a lot of work, and you got to think differently about it. But it's not too divorced from the creative process that we go through in architecture school to be absolutely foreign. But it was. Really fun to see the little stories that people told, and so the the urbanism um tie in i guess was was either either location based or maybe it was like commenting on societal things there was, there was a lot of them commenting on the integration of technology, mainly iphones and and cell phones and you know how everybody's faces in their phone all the time. There was a lot of kind of social commentary on that kind of thing. And Amazon Alexa's and people talking to their computers. And, and so that was kind of interesting, I thought, but um, it, it was, it's kind of like final presentations where um, the designers, if you want to be able to give a good presentation, you have to be able to communicate. And some of the students just kind of stood up there and pressed play and then just waited for people to start commenting. And I felt like the ones who were more successful were the ones who jumped into explaining kind of how they got to where they were. And this has also been reinforced by watching those Netflix abstract series that you were talking about, Cormac. Uh, All of these designers that you're watching are great communicators and that that's why they are so successful in their line of work because they're the ones who can not just sell their design, but inspire people with their words that help make the leap right to, to the, because when, when you're presenting to a client, you're not always showing them a final product. You're, you're trying to share an idea or a dream or, or whatever. And so the people who can communicate it, I think are the most successful. And, and that just kind of really locked into my head when I was watching these students talk is the ones who, can communicate and can tell a story really do uh, head and shoulders above the others stand out. I thought that was just kind of an interesting thing and in such a weird little offshoot of a class.
0: Well, you know, and, and that's just going to help them in the future, you know, in whether they're pursue something other than architecture or just in architecture in general, when you're having to stand up in front of somebody, specifically a client and trying to explain to them, you know what it is that they're doing for them and you know we we've talked about in the past how presentation skills are key and you know this storytelling is really kind of like the key of really the most successful kind of way of presenting something rather than kind of just lecturing somebody about what it is you're doing kind of like carrying them along in a story is yeah. you know and, and to be able to do that that's 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 great that they're getting this exposure now
1: Hey Evan, I'm, yeah, uh, I'm curious, I was just going to ask, I'm curious, how did most people shoot these? Uh, were they using video cameras? How or, do you think? I, I'm no. going to guess they all used iPhones, but... Yeah, pretty much. Is that right? Wow, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean, the amazing thing, I went I went to lunch with, with the professor afterward, and we talked a little bit about that, and and I was just pointing out, and, and he obviously already knew this, but it, it's pretty interesting to watch how far everything's come in the last 20 for 20 years where uh you can do the entire project on your phone you don't just have to shoot it there i uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> funny you said it so my son had to do a basically a psa for one of his classes sure enough he had to do it and it was more or less due like around the thanksgiving holiday and we were we were already um in michigan Uh, visiting family and things like that. And he had to do everything basically from scratch because, you know, he he hadn't done it or it was done on the computer at home, didn't have access to it. And so we basically did everything on my phone. His buddy had texted me some, um, some audio and all that other stuff that we needed to use, a couple of like, you know, just still images. And we just, I, I had him basically map out the story. We mapped out the story, and we did the whole thing on my iPhone Seven. It's and amazing. It was, it was it was great too. I mean, and you know, and
2: it, what you're, you're you're collaborating with somebody else who's sending you images right. via SMS or whatever, iMessages or whatever, and you can publish it or send deliver that file
0: it, with the same device after you're yeah. done with it. And so we posted it because it you know it had to be posted on a Google Classroom. And so, you know, we just posted it through that. And I did all the editing. We we compressed it down so that it was, you know, easily transmittable and everything else. And, it, it you know, and, and then even sent the the final cut of it back to uh, his buddy who was back in Maryland who wanted to see what the final, you know, product was. Yeah. And it, it was just great to kind of be able to do that, you know, have him. he He took my phone, used the audio, you know, he just kind of did kind of a voiceover and we like laced it in with some images and things like that. It was just, you know, it was, it was fun, but yeah, it's, it's actually pretty amazing. Um, I haven't used my phone to the full extent, uh, trying some of the, uh, 4k video, but, uh, Hmm. I know somebody else has.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it is amazing. And I think that, you don't get all the bells and whistles. And and I think some of the storytelling techniques that the students were using were pretty cool. I mean, it was, they had to think like they were in the film class. So they would do part of the the film in black and white and have it transition to color to kind of give a subtle hint that, that something was changing environmentally. Um, They also had to struggle with how do you record audio? Well, I mean, they don't have tech uh, sophisticated technology to, to capture good audio. So a lot of them just ditched audio altogether and some of them did subtitling. some of them just used um, the mood the mood of the music to kind of indicate a change in the scene. Uh, so there was a lot of interesting ways that the students approached storytelling, which I think we could all learn from uh, watching is just there's a lot of ways to communicate. you know there's there's so many ways that we can tell stories. And there's so many ways that we can do it with a thing in our pocket. It's pretty crazy. Uh, whether it's social media or whether it's through creating video or creating some kind of a storyboard or a comic or whatever. There's so many different ways we could do it. It was, it was pretty fun.
1: What a, what a great class. to And this was in the architecture program, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. What a
1: great class to be able to teach people how to think about storytelling. And it
2: was all group projects, so everybody kind of had to take on a different task, Mm. which maybe, you know, like, this totally applies to architecture too. Not everybody gets to be a designer, right? Somebody's got to, when you're going to design school, everybody's a designer, but when you're working on a group project, especially in film school, you, you, on a project, you might just do sound, and on the next project, you might just do cinematography, and on the next project, you might be the director, and on the next one, you might be an actor. I mean, there's... There's specified roles and everybody kind of rotates through those. And it would be cool, I think, if we did that a little bit more in architectural education so that people get an understanding and maybe an appreciation for the different roles, find out what they like, find out what they hate, um, but understand that all the parts make a whole. I think that is all really good stuff that is modeled well in this completely different format, which is film. So anyway, uh, it was, it was really interesting.
0: It's very cool. And again, like I said, I'm kind of glad that that things like that exist because it, all it's going to do is help them in the future, um, for the profession.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with you guys? I mean, that's, that's my world. (laughs) I'm glad it's over.
0: Well, yesterday I did, uh, our ACE mentoring Program again yesterday, which is kind of funny, is that you know, I was explaining to them. You know, so today was one of those weird days uh, where you know I'm having to write a additional services proposal for a project that is shifting gears and only a portion of it's being built. Now it's a nice
2: way to say it. Yeah, yeah. shifting gears.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and only a portion of it's being built now, and a and just because you know we're getting a lot of um you know community pushback and things like that and, and even though it's a it really is a one of those projects that's the betterment for the entire community including um the client it just a uh, a lot of pushback and so um you know I, w- I was I was typing that and I was kind of just staring into the screen and another email and I was kind of telling you guys this earlier, but I mean, another email kind of pops up and, you know, it's from another project and, um, they want to go a specific direction and just kind of like took this deep breath and I'm like, why is it that we're, I mean, our, our main role sometimes is to save our clients from themselves and the guy that was sitting next to me, he just kind of like perked up. He's like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, you know." He's just like, "I guess that's really our main role, you know." I was like, "Sometimes, <laughs> yeah." Um, not but, always, but yeah, not uh, not always, but you know, the it, it was it was interesting because you know, I, I I kind of was explaining to him why, you know, I made the comment. And you know, it was it was talking about fourth. I I, I brought up the 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 word forethought, and I was you know, it's because it, that's what we bring to the projects is this forethought of thinking about everything that we do on the project. You know, our our planning process isn't just oh, that's you know one idea, that's it. We're good, done, move on. It's we vet it, we roll through it, we talk about it, we you know say what's good about it what's bad about it you know we try to change perspectives and see it from a different view or a different you know attitude you know and make sure it's the right thing to do and and so yesterday at our um ace mentoring um i was kind of sitting down and we're getting to the point where all of the students um need to um start developing either the exterior skin or the interior, um, planning or, um, you know, some kids were working on the site planning. So I was working with the kids who were working on, um, the interior planning and space layout and all that other stuff. And so, um, I was talking about the exact same thing and it just seemed like the theme of the day was, you know, forethought. And what that really means in architecture and and having to kind of explain to them more or less exactly what I I had to turn around and explain to some coworkers that later has to get translated to the owner is the reason why we're doing it this way isn't because we're just trying to be difficult and say, "No, no, 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 you really do need to do it this way. It's because we did think about this way or that way or this way. And the reason why we're, you know, telling you to do it this way is because at the end of the day, when you're completely phased out, phased through all of the different, you know, construction phases, because this is a phased over several year process, at the end of the day, you will have full access to the building and everything else. But if you limit it and just put, you know, the temporary stuff over here on this side of the building... For what we're building right now, you will never be able to dig all of that stuff up and move it into its right location. But if you put it in the right location, you're not paying any more money now or later on the road. Well, actually, you're paying less money if you put it in the right location because you're ne- not going to have to re- try to relocate it later.
4: Hmm.
0: And so going through all of that and it just kind of seemed like the, the theme was is help me help you. <laughs> I felt yeah. like, uh, you know, yeah. I'm going to pull my Jerry Maguire out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, yeah. So sometimes was, clients are their own worst enemies. Is that it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Sometimes they yeah. are, you know, and, and, and I, and, and I get where they're coming from. I mean, you know, they're just seeing kind of, they're looking at the first cost and how do we, you know, control cost and how do we manage the project that we have now? And, you know, that's why I always bring up the term forethought because we have to think about all the way, you know, tell me what you're going to be doing, not just this year or next year, but what are your plans five years, 10 years from now? Let's look at that. And let's make sure what we're doing with this one little teeny project right here, how is that going to fit into the bigger picture? And how are we going to be able to access it throughout the future through as things develop around it and all that other stuff? And, and uh, yeah, so I have a – I think my life is now currently measured by half bridges and half buildings. <laughs>
2: It's just a just a milestone.
1: It's just a half glass half full tonight. Then
2: it's not a measure.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's definitely a half. It's a half full of a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah luckily, not every client's like that. Luckily, you, no. there's some that that blow you away, right? And and say, I would have never thought of that. And and just little things like that kind of help keep the it's, keep it's the. It's
1: like golf, right? It's that one happy. great shot It's that, just that keeps one you shot coming back for more.
2: See see for me with golf it was that one shot that it was all the other ones that just made it where I it wasn't worth it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now when we're talking golf, we're talking about putt putt golf, right? Into the clown's mouth, <laughs> you know. Through no. the the fair
2: No, that one's way more fun.
0: Or more frustrating. <laughs> so the other one I don't get. The other one I don't get.
2: Oh, the other one is really frustrating.
0: Like, wait, so I've got to hit a ball 300 yards down well, range lucky. and then walk past it? So, walk to so
2: it? I have a, I have a story about golf because <laughs> I grew up with, I felt like I had to be good at golf. Why? Because my grandfather was amazing at golf. Wow. And so he he passed away a few years ago in his mid-90s. He was playing golf into his early nineties, like three times a week. It was, he was made to golf, right? And he had 65 holes in one. Oh my God. Over his lifetime. Really? What? Yeah. I am totally serious. He was in the local paper almost every time. Like there is a record of this. And so I always did, felt like, like I, like I had to short... be good at golf. <laughs> Because he was so good at it. And he he tried to teach me and my brother how to play golf and he, he taught my mom and her brother how to play golf too when they were young. So I always felt like, man, my grandpa's so good at this. I I I just have to be. Like why wouldn't I be good at this? And it was so frustrating to me. There was one day when I just finally decided that it just was not worth it for me. And I'm have been so happy about that decision ever since. <laughs> but there are, there are people who love to play golf, and there are people who are good at golf, and then there are other people like me who just struggled with it. And my perfectionist attitude is really what got in the way, oh, right? Let if go I couldn't, of that. if I couldn't hit it perfectly every time, it was incredibly frustrating. It was much more negative than positive. so...
1: Haven't you ever watched the professionals? These guys do it all all day, every day, and they still don't get it right all the time. Uh, yeah,
2: but they. It just like any athlete, they yeah. they do make it look pretty easy. They do, uh, and so I think that was also just part of the wait, downfall was watching all these other people make it look so easy.
1: Wait, wait a minute, I think this so. is, Cormac, is this is this not like? I mean, we should mark this day as a milestone. We've got Evan talking about sports. Oh
0: my god! I don't yeah. know if Cormick's considering it. <laughs> a sport sports? yeah i was gonna say i'm not sure i consider it a sport okay well but it's
1: it's about as close as we've ever gotten people, evan to talk about i'm sports. sure i'm
0: probably gonna catch some shit from people who are like golf is a sport of course <laughs> oh,
1: crap now we're really opening ourselves up here
0: you, you guys remember that one um, uh, the, it was the, there was a commercial and uh he was like full contact golf. The guy was like sitting there getting ready to make a putt, and he was about to get tackled. That would be uh, awesome. That, that would You could be, watch that, right? Golf would be a sport then. Oh, man. that's you a know, very... or, you, or you've got like a goalie sitting in front of the hole, you know? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I found the link.
1: <laughs> there will be a link in the show notes to that, by the way.
0: That's awesome. Awesome. Thanks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm much, I'm much happier rock climbing. I, I, uh, so much better, so much better. I'd rather put my life on the line than play
0: golf. (laughs) So uh, just real quick, I've kind of noticed that you've been a little frustrated with, uh, the way that you've been posting to Instagram with the swipe left, um, to kind of see your panorama. And then when it gets posted to Facebook, uh, and, you know, it says swipe left and you see the comments like, but any and, swipe left, yeah, you can't, it's just right? you scroll up and down and it's just stacked <laughs> and you just like, dude, seriously, just go in the, I think you post is like, I, just I go decided. to my Instagram.
2: I'm going to stop posting those, cross-posting those to Facebook. It just doesn't work. You would think that since they're owned by the same company, they would actually have this figured out.
1: Okay, wait a minute. Is that what happened? Because I saw that on Facebook, and I'm like, what do we swipe left? Nothing's happening. This is all jacked up. I gave up. Yeah,
0: it's because it was from his Instagram post. Okay. And, uh, so what
2: what Cormac is talking about is I I've posted a few panoramas that are split into thirds, okay. and when you swipe through them, it looks like one nice, beautiful, big panorama on Instagram. But, but when it gets translated to to Facebook, it's all. Wait, ruined. wait a minute.
1: Are you using a special app for that?
2: Yeah, yeah. What's it called? It's it, called Polar pan, Panels.
1: P A N O L S. I just did that the yes. other day, actually, and I thought it was yeah. Really it's a great cool. app.
2: It, it is. It's neat because it'll take any panorama you've shot on your phone, and it will automatically oh. crop it down into three squares that abut each other exactly. So when you scroll, th- you when you swipe through them on Instagram, it automatically lines them up, and it, and it's a nice way to present panoramas because otherwise you just get this little sliver of an image in Instagram. So right, right. Check, yeah, everybody yeah. should check that. If you have the um, the Apple Store app on your phone.
1: It's a free giveaway right now. That's so. that's how I discovered it. And I just yeah, I just posted sweet. something uh the same thing. I, I did not check my Facebook feed though to see what happened to it.
2: Yeah, right. don't don't
1: <laughs> Neil, I did <laughs> what well you Yeah.
0: I, I did I did want to ask something that you posted in, you know, on um Apple for Architects. hmm Um some shameless plug for your other, <laughs>
1: my other uh, site, yeah, or other yeah. group.
0: Um, so the what is it? The everything that Apple announced in three
1: minute video. Oh, I think it was like thirty seconds, really. But or yeah. thirty seconds, <laughs> or, or maybe it was, it was three minutes. But- yeah.
0: What's new? Because wah, wah. it didn't seem much. like there was much of anything. It...
2: I didn't even know there was an announcement happening, so that that just shows you. Right Although there. it was just, a I press will say,
0: release. I will definitely say that um, I I like if Apple could be a little more succinct as that video was, where they basically just wrapped it up in that thirty seconds or it's sixty like... seconds or whatever it was that you know basically just said, "Here's what we got." Here's what it can do.
1: Well, actually, they did you, They you did know. one better. They just had press releases. <laughs> there was no event. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. No wonder but, I didn't know about yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was just like a press release. Uh, we have that's a, how they know, should do it. When it's it.
2: just like updates like that, that's great.
1: Yeah, and they, yeah. they've yeah. done that in the past. When it's minor yeah. updates, you know, a speed bump or something like that. Yeah, they're just press releases. They don't do a full... Uh, you know, dog and pony,
2: but people still complain.
1: Oh yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's the thing to do. (laughs) I do
0: kind of dig the, uh, code red, um, iPhone seven.
1: I think that's probably the face was black. Not to to be too pedantic on uh, you, but yeah.
0: It's
2: so I have a, I have the red leather case on, on my black phone
1: and it looks good. So they should have done that. It's actually better because the red phone has a white face on it.
2: No, I don't like the white. I face don't either. On the red yeah, card, I don't what either. I'm
1: saying,
2: yeah. Oh, you're saying mine's better?
1: Yeah, yours is better because oh, you okay. well, you've got the case, the red case, right with the um, with the yeah, black yeah. face of the the black phone, but the yeah. new product, red red phone, has a white face to it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't it's like, care like a for candy that. cane.
0: I know. I'm about to fall down a different rabbit hole here, but <laughs> oh boy, um, do it. <laughs> did you, do you guys use um, the uh, screen protectors? No. no. Never. I've okay. Got, that was easy. So, <laughs> no, no, because I've, now I've got like, you know, three like reasonably deep scratches. Oh, Oh yeah. On
2: my, From what? On the, I don't know what you've been doing. Well, you're rough on Putting your your keys you're in your rough on
1: your stuff though. Cormac, you probably should. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, that's where I was going. Cause I, I can't stand them, you know, I, because they're, you know, like the, the they tempered don't feel glass the same. Ones. Yeah. Yeah, the tempered glass ones are they're, they're so much thicker right. that I just don't like the feel of them. Just asking. <sighs> there yeah. you go. Asking for. There a you go everybody. Do a poll. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, Tweet us. Us. we could do a Twitter Tweet us poll if for you that. use a
2: screen protector.
0: Oh, we... Who uses a screen protector and who doesn't? Actually, somebody was like, "You should get um the uh waterproof case and stuff." I'm like <laughs> waterproof. My phone's waterproof. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it oh. is. Actually, I'll, I'm going to find the video where they did the side by side comparison of the iPhone 7 and the Samsung. The one that they actually say is waterproof. Where they say
2: they're both waterproof? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I mean, Apple really does a good job of not saying it's waterproof. They just show a little video with a splash of water on it, you know, from some little old dude that's, you yeah, know. Yeah, they underpromise going right? for a swim. Yeah, they yeah. underpromise, but then. This one guy did a side by side comparison and tested it down to like you know thirty five feet for twenty minutes and you know stuff like that. And he pulled you know after any he, he did it at multiple different depths, and you know so the thing had, had been in the water for at least two hours, um, you know up and down, up and down, both of them, and then finally the Samsung just crapped out, and the iPhone had a little bit of you know, a little bit of funkiness to it, but otherwise it was, you know, still good to go.
2: (laughs) A little asterisk in the marketing materials. It gets a little funky.
0: (laughs) Gets a little funky after two hours at 35 feet. You know, that's pretty amazing, right? It's yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I've, I've been so reluctant, you know, I've, I've wanted to try it. I've, I've taken plenty of photos while it's raining. Um, and, uh, and, and that's about the extent of like, you know, getting wet, but it's as far as you cave. want to go. Yeah. It's as far as I want to go. I, I, I've, I don't think I've got it in me to, uh, submerge my phone. Yeah. Um, no, thank I'll save you. that for accidentally dropping it in the toilet sometime. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it's too much information, man. I don't want to know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my wife did once. <laughs> Uh, I think she li- she didn't listen to this, the, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, she just didn't. outed her. <laughs>
2: exactly. Uh,
1: somebody's gonna text her. And Words say,
0: getting back. No Comment. Yeah.
2: No
3: comment. Sombril.
1: But Evan, so you know, you started us off tonight by talking or in this episode talking about you know being really busy and lots of things going on, and and I feel very much the same. That this week's been really impactful for me because a number of different projects are going on in different phases. And we, we can talk about a little bit about that if you want, but uh, I've also had a planning commission meeting that went for about three hours. And also we had the next night after that was a four hour joint planning commission and city council meeting. So like two, two bat two nights back to back plus work, plus, you know, a number of other things trying to go on. And then just on the, on the fun side is, uh, you know, trying to plan out, summer vacations and activities for the that kids. Wasn't the fun side? Well that's the fun stuff, right? I mean you're trying to <laughs> you, but you were no, doing that point, while no, you were the, at
2: the city council meeting, weren't you? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. No.
1: I, <laughs> no, that that's uh that's that's one He's place like, where the phone stays in the bag and yeah you just you don't pay any attention to anything and you just you're focused on the meetings. And they're very intense, right? I mean especially the the Planning Commission meetings because you're focused and you focus on the presentation, and then the public comments. And there were, we had a number of people speak at this particular meeting, and they were very passionate. And you're taking notes about their questions because uh, the way they the the way our format works is, and I'm sure it's very similar in other jurisdictions, but the the public comment you know they'll, they'll ask us. And then it's, it's our job to then ferret out that information to ask back, right? It, there's, there's, there's no dialogue between the public and say city, city staff or the applicant, right? I mean, they don't ask the question and then the applicant gets up and answers or city staff answers them. It's typically not the, the procedure we go through. And so you're taking notes about, you know, their questions and you're thinking about how does that affect the project and then you get into asking questions and then other you know, commissioners are asking questions and you're thinking, oh, what does that trigger for me and how do I think about it and how does that affect my decision? Especially when you go into the dialogue about the project itself and then you find out two days later you get this – well, before I get to that, what's really interesting – I don't know if you guys are on your local Nextdoor networks, mm-hmm. uh, the social media mm-hmm. network uh, Nextdoor – it's really interesting to be on that. I'm not sure I want to know what's going on next. Oh, uh, you know, you you may not. Well, uh, let me give you two examples of uh, why it can be good and bad. Um, but the interesting part is that I'm on that and I get to see the information that, that flows around my local neighborhoods. And it's interesting because people will oftentimes maybe comment on those projects before they come to the planning commission. And it's really, I don't
0: know what commissioner Pan
1: was thinking about. No. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so it's interesting to a hear the comments, you know, prior to the public hearing. And it's very helpful actually, because then you're getting some feedback from the public, from people that may not come to the meeting. So you can use that as, as feedback. Uh, but then again, a couple of days later, we get this very interesting email from somebody. I don't know if they were at the meeting. Um, a, a, but they just detailed all of the things that they felt we didn't do a very good job with. Uh, it, clearly they were against the, in this particular case, the project passed and they were clearly against it. And it was a pretty scathing email that was sent to the email, uh, to the planning department that uh, bashed a lot of the things that we did. It's like, Oh, really makes you think because ironically the next night, what I was mentioning about going to the joint commission was, it was a workshop and we, you know, there were classes and stuff that we were taught about the importance of the things that we're doing and what's the legal basis for it and all this stuff and CEQA and all these different things. But, um, it's very intense and it's, it's just hours and hours of paying very close attention and trying to, trying to do the best job you can right and make the, the most informed decision that you can. And getting back to the next door, the bad side is, yes, you can see stuff that goes on your neighborhood and maybe you really don't want to know. But then on the good side is just, I think it was yesterday, somebody had posted a uh, a few year old MacBook Pro that they were selling for you know a very reasonable price. And both of my kids share one computer, one laptop that we have here in the house, and they're getting to an age where they kind of need to be doing homework at the same time or... They kind of neat so I ended up picking up uh, a new MacBook uh, MacBook Pro actually several years old so very low cost but uh, now each kid will have their own to use so that that's kind of good so that's the good side of it right and it turns out the person I bought it from is like two blocks from my house
2: Wow well, I just joined right now just to check it out and uh, there are people in my neighborhood using this thing so
1: was it I called again? Next door, next. one word. Yeah, next door. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, there's good parts about it. There's bad parts about it. But, uh, ironically, the, the gentleman I bought the computer off of said that, uh, of the, he got like mine and two other responses on Next Door and he got about three or four. He posted it on Craigslist and he said about, I think three quarters, it's three of the four posts on craigslist were all either spam or yeah i'll, I'll give you yeah. so much money if you send it to so and so in yeah. you know some other state or something and It's like uh <laughs> no delete it, it was just interesting <laughs> yeah. he his his experience in the past had been very positive with craigslist and, and now his positive his experience was very positive on Nextdoor and very negative on Craig- craigslist which he felt was very interesting but um But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the same pressure, uh, of all of these different things going on at the same time is, uh, it's adding up and, uh, it is a little overwhelming right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. To the, you know, pseudo, um, like winter craziness of, of, uh, cabin fever and stuff on my side of the world. You don't have winter so yeah (laughs) we had a we
2: had had winter this year this this is the first time (laughs) in a long time well bring it back a little bit to architecture i i uh i saw on our website today this kind of goes well with the the new hmc ad for our podcast but they posted the final shots of the high school that i worked did the performing arts building and the arts building on and they came out beautiful i don't know if you guys had a chance to check that out but if you just We'll put a link to it in the show notes, but uh, you can see the Performing Arts Theater and all the other buildings on the campus for the the new high school in Irvine. It's a
0: huge project.
2: It's like a hundred twenty million dollar high school.
0: What was the project called?
2: Portola High School.
0: Okay, that's the one that's like right at the front of.
2: Yeah, it should be on the front page now, uh, and you can uh-huh. see some some drone shots, and it's it's basically on the old El it's it's from about
0: shooting down (laughs) been there done that
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's a project for a developing area in irvine that is on the old el toro air base
0: this is fantastic
2: and uh one of the cool shots you can see the the big orange balloon floating off in the background that's the one of the things you can do out there right now but it it's uh it's pretty cool that it's 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 all done and they moved in and the, the theater looks beautiful and it's really yeah, looking at the, really cool the, to see the final shots
0: the, the shot with the um in the control room of the theater yeah and they've got all their mac products
2: it's pretty amazing that it's a high school i mean one of the things that that you know what i miss they talk about yeah. in that ad is just how how it this is kind of one of those things where the client actually did dream
0: pretty big. So I I miss these. So, you know, looking at this high school, it's this open campus, you know, you walk from building to building and you're outside and everything. That was my campus in high school in Florida. And I kind of miss those. I mean, all of the campus or all of the high schools that we do are, you know, big one building type, you know, interconnected, um, And no one ever really goes outside if you, unless you're going home or you're going out for PE. Yeah. So So are you trying to say the
1: weather in Florida sucks? No, I'm
0: saying here in Maryland. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. the, The ones that we design here, they're all enclosed. And in Florida, we'd have, the only difference that I see here is yeah well, I guess you do. I'm looking at the drone shot here, and um, like we would have covered walkways for the rain, but other than that yeah we a few have covered there's a
2: few, here. but not yeah. a lot, and it just depends on the school sometimes they really want it, and sometimes they don't and
0: yeah, yeah, see here's a, another big thing, and you know this is a more of just a kind of the thing one of the um philosophies du jour in high schools and stuff these days or in schools in general are the secure campus. Yeah. And you know, the kind of like one entry point in one entry point out type type of thing. And you can see how this is a a little bit of a security nightmare.
2: Well, it just depends on the philosophy of the school, right? The, out oh, yeah, here, yeah. all the schools leave, all the students leave to go to lunch. They don't even stay on campus or half a lot of them don't. So they've got to, yeah, they, they really I mean, do have a well, different attitude
0: my my son's school um he can he can go to like some of the local restaurants if he has time um most of the time he's just doing homework or hanging with his friends
2: but yeah like after uh some I like of these I like incidents that have happened, they've got to have defensible space and they want they want all kinds of security yeah. things they they don't want big expanses of glass looking into the classroom they want solid panels that kids can hide behind and uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on in school architecture out there that is driven by security now because of Sandy Hook and stuff like that.
1: Hey, guys. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, this is all a bunch of different buildings. I mean, you guys have a lot of single building campuses, I would assume, because yeah. of the
0: weather. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, uh, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're amazingly large, though. Uh, yeah, to, oh, yeah. I would able to jam in like, you know. It's like a mall. 2,500 to 3,000 students per high school
2: yeah and right now this high school is only freshmen oh really they opened up with with only freshmen Uh, so so they'll be there the entire four years but each year they're going to add another class
0: gotcha that's
1: interesting so they're
2: not they're not moving any students from existing high school campuses onto this campus
0: are they the bulldogs
2: how could you tell? <laughs>
0: Got a flag bigger than both the U.S. and California flag. There's a
2: picture of the gymnasium, the and it's like, oh, my goodness. Well, Out what of is that, you?
0: jeez. I think of all of the pictures right now. Um, schools love
2: their mascots.
0: Schools love their mascots. That's a nice theater. Really nice theater.
2: Yeah, it's pretty fun. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty fun to go explore in there. That is a yeah. circulation uh, puzzle. It's very Escherish when when you're designing a theater because there's so much back oh, yeah. of house yeah, yeah. circulation. It's pretty yeah. uh, freaking yeah. awesome. Uh, it's really cool to see it built because you get to go into those spaces you've only seen in Revit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty cool.
1: It's okay. Anyway, nice. I have a yeah. I have a quick question. You know, we're talking about schools. I just wanted to bring this up. It was in our recent uh, California Architects uh, newsletter. So, it's University of Southern California is now one of the universities, at least one of three apparently, in California that are doing the integrated path to architecture licensure. Yeah, that's right. What do you guys think? Yeah, there's
2: there's twelve schools total or fourteen maybe that are that signed up to or got approved I guess through NCARB to do that and then there's three in California and they're one of them I think it's I don't know (laughs) good and bad
0: we'll see I mean honestly we'll see you know you know my whole stance on experience and I I just don't see how school's going to do that but you know
2: what I I mean by good and bad is there should be many many paths to licensure well, I and think... this is one of them. Yeah, there shouldn't just be one way to do it. I mean, if we've learned anything is that that we this profession hangs on to tradition for way too long, yeah, and so right. when you start looking at alternatives like this, there's a bunch of cranky people who are going to throw a fit about this kind of thing. But at the same time, this is going to be perfect for some people. So. I don't. I, I'm not complaining. That's why I, I meant good and bad. As as in, yeah, it's going to be really good for some people, and it's not going to work for others. Um, there's going to be people very excited about it, and there's going to be people really cranky about it.
0: When I graduated, I had four, four years of experience because when I quit school after third year, and because I couldn't afford it, and um, went home, got a job with an architecture firm, and essentially intern there for, you know, as many years as it took me to build back my reserves to go back to school, um, or also feel like I was ready to go back, um, it was a, I mean, hell, I was, gradu- I could have graduated, um, on that path and, uh, <laughs> probably still can and still get it early. <laughs> Anyway, I like not nothing. Well, I think.
2: Imagine if you went through school where one of the main focuses was to get your testing done as soon as you got out, right? Versus the education you got, would you want to do that?
1: I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I think it's. I I think what I find interesting about this is that at least from my recollection, this has been a few years, but when I was in Europe, when the students graduated architecture school, they were architects. Uh, Now they didn't have the, the testing, you know, NCARB sort of thing that we have here in the United States, but it was, you were, you were an architect at that point. It was, it was done. And I see this as a, an opportunity to create something similar. And I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I think Evan, I I think you hit the nail on the head about it will be good for some people and may not be good for others, but it's good to have this experiment done and tried. And, and I think it's going to evolve over time. I'm sure that there's been a lot of work that's gone into trying to program it to make it work. And I don't think we're really going to know for, four or five years, right? Because they're starting people now and yeah. it's, well, going to. I don't know if, if it's something you transfer into or do you start as a freshman and work your way through? I, I don't know enough about it. So if somebody does, please let us know, you know, make comments on Twitter or, or on our Facebook page and let us know what the process is. But I, I think we, we're not going to know for a little while. And I, and I think it will be good for some people and maybe not so good for others. I see a lot of, coworkers of mine struggling with trying to find the time and the cost to handle getting their license. And I think it's nice to see the profession try and accommodate more people to try and get their license in maybe a different way. But I think you're right, Evan, people are going to get crank, be cranky about it too. But I think it's a good process to start and to try. It's
2: a nice option.
1: Well, we'll it see is how good popular that they're it
2: kind is, of experimenting right? with it they, we don't if we if we know anything as designers and architects that we figure things out as we go, we don't have to have everything figured out up front, and a lot of people aren't comfortable with that, but for those of us who are comfortable with that, it'll get figured out i mean one way or another. I mean they could decide to just scrap the whole thing, and that would still be considered figuring it out. but I think we'll learn a lot along the way,
1: yeah, I agree. So, anyway, I I just uh, it's something that came up recently, kind of in the news, uh, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on it.
2: Well, if if just to answer my own question, if I had to go back and do school again, but do it in a way where it was geared toward getting my license and not learning how to do a lot of the things that I learned how to do, uh, I wouldn't do it.
1: Well, but you're making like an assumption that you're going to totally one and, and I, not the other, right?
2: And I kind of have to because I already know that there's not enough time to teach what they want to teach. When it when it came to what I was taught, I can't imagine having to. Now, there's definitely things that could have been done better, and so maybe it maybe it's a little more of a of a give and take. But man, I I can't imagine sacrificing a lot of the the courses that I took that taught me how to think and how to solve problems, so that I could pass some tests that were some of the most painful things I've ever had to do. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my perspective. That was the on
1: benefit it. of taking them all in four days. At least the pain was over <laughs> relatively quickly. Quick. <laughs> Jeez. Rip it off.
2: Rip the bandaid <laughs>
4: off.
0: Um, before we go, I, uh, I meant to mention this earlier in the show and, um, I promised, to. Uh, friend at work that I would mention this, but, um, locally, our, uh, women in architecture, um, s- series is having a resilient design, um, lecture series. Cool. And, um, there is one which probably, um, it's goes out. Or it The first one is the day the show gets posted or, um, and that's, uh, March 27th. Um, which is awesome. It's at the National Building Museum. But then they have another one called Civic Culture at the uh, Urban Land Institute on April 12th. And then, ooh, I want to go to these. I want to go to all of them. <laughs> and then, ooh. I wanna... Well, you better and put then, a link in the show notes. And then uh, per- Perkins Eastman. Uh, nice. So they've got some pretty cool ones. Um, but anyway, the uh, yeah, the resilience is the theme of their... Um, 2017 Women in Architecture series. And we will put a link in the show notes. And uh, Blair, I apologize for waiting to the end of the show to even remotely mention this. So I will do better in our next show. All right. How long is that going for? Do you know? Uh, There are three in the series. The first one, like I said, is on the 27th. And then the other two are in April on the 12th and the 19th. Both in DC and have got some great lineups of of speakers too, so it's uh it's fantastic. Um, I mean, there's people represented from Perkins and Will, Perkins Eastman. Apparently, they didn't get away from the Perkins part. <laughs> That's <laughs> not confusing. No, you know what? I used to um, not to get not to get uh, too off on the subject, but I mean. For one, I I used to think that Perkins and Will and Perkins and East Perkins, Perkins Eastman were the same company, just like had bought somebody out. And so they like had to use their name or something like that. And then I realized when I actually looked into it, that they're just two different companies.
2: And that's one to grow on.
1: (laughs) Insert sound effect. Yeah, that's awesome so all if right, you're in the up. in the dc area right that's so if uh if you are in up. the dc area all right this is uh and then we can also tease that we are going to have a special guest to talk about some of these types of things uh coming up in our next episode right yeah. so uh that's a little tease we don't normally do those but uh we kind of we kind of know ahead of time this time of where we're going so With that, before we go, we'd like to thank our episode sponsors. First, we have RCAT. Check out all the features they offer at ARCAT.com. We're also sponsored by BQE Software, the makers of ArchiOffice. ArchiOffice is the only office and project management software designed specifically for architects. Get a fully functional 15-day trial of ArchiOffice at bqe.com slash ArchiSpeak. Make sure you use that special link. And thanks to HMC Architects for their support. To learn more or become part of their story, visit hmcarchitects.com. And make sure to visit our website at archaspeakpodcast.com for links to our catalog of episodes and sign up for our newsletter, which includes links to everything we mention in the episode. Between episodes, join the conversation on the Facebook page for Archispeak or on Twitter. Links to everything can be found at the main site, archaspeakpodcast.com and stay subscribed for everyone and thanks for listening. Good night. See ya.
0: Me too, I joined the choir to sing
4: They're all competing for some other thing I joined the choir to sing I joined the choir to sing Join the, the choir